0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweller since 1999. That's BlueNile.com.
1: BlueNile.com. play button, see what that does. Okay, and I'll press this button here.
2: Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, and not only is the World Cup getting closer, but this is the final podcast before our live show at Twickenham. So we should, well we'll we'll get through this podcast first, then we should probably actually talk about what we're going to do. Yeah, because I I have no idea. Can we 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 do the
3: off air please? Yes. Make us something more professional. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) good call Phil. (laughs) Uh,
2: Right, uh, that's JB right there. Hello, Tim. Phil there. Hello, Tim. Phil looking like a boy band member today. Don't you you reckon, JB? He looks great.
3: Black jeans, white t-shirt. Very boy band. Black trainers, black sneakers. (laughs) Harmonising. Yeah,
2: precisely. Uh, And and I want to know if this has got anything to do with rugby, the fact that I followed JB down the stairs to the rugby dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) It's like uh, like my granddad used to walk downstairs. It
1: has everything to do with rugby. I uh, played the second competitive game this season. Cup game against Bolton. Wow. Well, competitive
2: inverted competitive, comments. Competitive, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, an actual cup game, this one was. And uh, I'll what, tell you what, what The boys, season's properly started in August. What's going on? Uh, yeah, the cup game is due and then you've got a week off and then the season really gets into it. Um, well, I'll tell you this much. I won't be tackling low again. So um, I, I, I attempted <laughs> to tackle low on a fly-off. who's a very good player. But he's not a big boy, not by any stretch. And I was simultaneously knocked out uh, was he knocked out? Bad? Yeah, I'd say I was knocked out. I was, yeah, very dazed. And somehow damaged my knee. So uh, I think I've got some sort of meniscusy type thing going were you, on.
2: Were you specifically trying to tackle low? I was, actually.
1: I was. Because, because we were you were a bit safer. Yeah. So, the first time I've ever been concussed, that I know of. Uh, obviously didn't tell anyone. In an, an, effort, in an effort to tackle lower.
2: <laughs> were you trying to tackle lower because that's a directive you've been told? Yeah, do. yeah,
1: because we were sort of like below the armpits, and i naturally quite a high tackler. So, right, I, I, I hit him nice and low, and I got absolutely wiped out. So, here's my here is my advice, my sage advice to anyone who has played the game for any period period of time. It doesn't matter if you get a yellow card; continue to go high because otherwise <laughs> you'll have a head injury.
3: <laughs> Your conclusive study of one low tackle and one head injury.
1: Yeah, it, it we're just not it. at this level, mate. We're just not designed to go low, especially big boys <laughs> like me. Big fat, boys, who
3: fat don't, boys who don't bend their legs or back. You're, yeah. you're like Mich- like Michelle
2: Obama said uh, recently. Oh, what did she th- say th- They go low, we go high. Yeah. That's, that's you. <laughs> very, very. That very, could be part true. of your manifesto for JB 2020. <laughs> hold that. Hold that. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, so I suppose. Uh, we're at Twickenham HQ next week JB would love to be an RFU councillor I would and get access to all of that lovely expenditure all those expenses which despite the cuts in the RFU at all levels have remained
1: remarkably consistent the expenditure which is
2: great news I know the guys that benefit from those uh, from those expenses amazingly voted to keep them but but cut everything else keep the five star
3: hotels keep the champagne keep the luxury meals
2: keep the luxury travel
3: Michelin star meals yeah first class travel of course plus
1: the luxury plus one which I assume is meant to be for your wife but I'm not I, you know I can only assume it's not always <laughs> used, um, used for wives <laughs> Hey, I will give you whatever you want, regardless of whatever I've promised previous to that to anyone else.
0: Right.
2: So the, the, the road to JB becoming an RFU counsellor starts next Saturday at Twickenham, uh, where we will also have our live podcast, a World Cup preview, no less. England play on the Friday night against Italy and Newcastle, then fly off to Japan. We, uh, All the games will have been done in the preparation for Japan 2019, and we'll be there at Twickenham. We've got a load of people coming down already to see us and a bunch of other brilliant podcasts that are going to be there as well including Will Greenwood. Uh, We'll be watching the Ireland-Wales round two match. We'll get into round one in a little bit. Uh, We'll watch that in an interlude between all the podcasts. Uh, It's podcastlive.com. If you're at a loose end on Saturday, the 7th of September, and you're anywhere near, or can be anywhere near, Twickenham HQ, then come along to the newly refurbished East Stand for Podcast Live, where we will be. Uh, Mm. That's podcastlive.com. Make sure you tick us as your preferred podcast. The only way you can guarantee to... Get a seat for our podcast, but go and see all of them. Have a whole day of rugby. Maybe a couple of cheeky Negronis on the Thames mm, afterwards.
1: Delicious.
2: com It's your last chance. I do believe there's some pretty good ticket offers on as well if you get yes. on there.
1: Um, I saw a rugby team in a very unusual place this Tuesday. Would anyone like to guess where I saw a rugby team? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. That might be a bit of a giveaway for you, Phil. Now, I do know you were on a uh,
3: RAF battleship or a... I was. An aircraft carrier. That is, is it? exactly
1: where, where, where I
2: was. So they were dining in the uh, officer's No, they were in afterwards. full
1: kit. Full kit. Trainers, admittedly. Oh, that's not ooh. full kit, is that's it? That's not quite full kit. Nearly full kit. Uh, and there's a handful of rugby players on the decks of HMS Queen Elizabeth. Wow.
2: Yeah. So, Why? When well, you say rugby players, you mean uh, the uh, Navy rugby players? Or yeah, or, as
1: in the ship's
2: rugby team were out oh, in force. okay.
1: Right. So apparently they had a game that night against a local team in Portsmouth or Southampton or maybe further afield. But they did have a game, so that's important. That's impressive. How was how, was how was the, how were the you,
2: you, was it an aircraft carrier? <laughs> it's
1: it's very much one of our two. One of our two. Yes, <laughs> HMS uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth. We went there to interview the people that run the air operations. You can hear that interview on Pilot episodes, my other podcasts.
2: So so we have two because one at any given time needs to be docked. Well, we're getting refurbishments and stuff. Yeah, am I, am I right? France have only got one.
1: Correct. Yeah, so they go like years without an aircraft carrier. Now you should really have three, but the way the MOD ordered it, right? or the way the Navy ordered it. The Navy said, we need carrier, aircraft carrier capability constantly. That does not mean one carrier or two carriers or three carriers. It means the ability to put out a carrier whenever. Traditionally, you'd always say you want three carriers, one out, yeah. one getting refitted, one in reserve. But we have two. So it'll be interesting to see how we do it, but we will, because they are remarkable people that are on that carrier uh, with um, who are remarkably resourceful. So do, do, uh,
2: how many people on that carrier I know no, we're not talking about rugby here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I
2: like your effort to tie it to rugby with the yeah. mentioning the Navy's well, rugby team. That's great. Well, but
1: I can tell you. So on a on a ship of that size, an equivalent ship, say Nimitz class ship, it would be five thousand. We have one thousand five hundred ish staff or cool. crew on that ship. I, no, the, the question I was gonna ask, I not finished
2: my sentence was sorry, how many people on that carrier are wearing aviator shades? <laughs> mirrored, mirrored. That's Aviator a great shades. question.
1: Well, when we were there, we there's only a few of the flying of the flying staff there, if, that, uh, if that's what what you, what you call them, and they were not wearing aviators. One of the, my friends, Duncan, was actually in aviators, who's on the um, who was on the podcast, but like that's what he wears all the time, whether he's on working
2: down yeah. the gym in the shower. Yep. Right. Okay. As See for as for rugby, obviously we're going to talk about Ireland, Wales in a moment. The Wales World Cup squad that's been announced, uh, more kits that have been unveiled. Ooh, Phil's done nasty. a good. Phil's done us a good little running order. Anything I've missed off that list, Phil? Uh, the other squads, So the New Zealand squad, yeah, uh, is
3: important. It is important. The world rankings. Got, oh. oh dear. The world. Right. world, world rankings got another mention this week with uh, P Show. Crikey. Yeah, why is this? Sorry. <laughs> uh, Gus, P- Gus Picho,
2: who suddenly has an issue with world rankings after Wales get there. after Wales get there,
3: yeah, um, and oh, he to, hates the northern hemisphere. But to, it yeah. appears. It appears. Uh, it, it it was. We might as well get into that because that's only a brief thing, and that does yeah. lead us onto um, Wales quite nicely, and the New Zealand squad we could uh, talk about that with. But so he has said that he thinks it's nonsense and it's all yeah. maths. Um, which we we spoke about this last week or two weeks ago, and I think so. I've I've kind of furthered my thinking on this a little bit. I think broadly it is a good reflection of where of the position of the the teams in the world at the moment. I think um, there are a number of teams who on any given day can beat each other. South Africa, New Zealand, Wales, I think can beat pretty much any team, although they haven't beaten New Zealand Mm. since the 70s. Um, Ireland,
2: England, potentially even France. I think there's a lot of teams that you'd say they'd be favourites at home, Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Most teams in the world. Yeah, and when you go to a
3: neutral venue, when you've got seven games, if you get to the final, seven games in a six-week period, when you are going to see injuries and squad stretch to their limit, you're going to see unusual conditions. You're going to see high humidity and high temperatures. I think there are a number of teams that can win it, and I think the rankings do reflect that. The one point, and I, th- I think it was, it was made by Ben Ryan um, on Twitter.
2: Iron Lion, Ben Ryan. Mm. Zion Lion.
3: Zion ben Lion, Ben Ryan. Um, the man. Um, he said, and I think this is right, you should either freeze the rankings or devalue the ranking points when you're in World Cup warm-ups. Because teams play, so different teams are at different stages of building during these games. So like the England-Ireland game, you saw two teams that were at different stages in their progression through their pre-season effectively. Mm -hmm. So that game, that 50-point win for England shouldn't carry the same weight as England's win in Dublin in the Six Nations, which Correct. was, which was a, a much more significant game for both teams. I think, do you not think, Although I think they should still add
1: something. Yeah. Do you not think we're just missing the point a bit on the world rankings, which is, you know, as, like the old Big Breakfast quizzes, uh, don't call in, it's just for fun. It is just for fun. <laughs> like It's just something to tie you over between international tournaments. Yeah,
2: and as Phil said last week, the only time it actually matters is about 18 Seedings. months out from yeah. a World Cup. Which yeah.
1: actually is when it's
2: most accurate, probably probably
1: because it's not very accurate now well it, you know it you've is, got it cup, you've got a few bits and pieces and it doesn't matter that's the thing like how boring must to go on Twitter and say the world rankings like aren't really... yeah. I'm just delete well, I'm going to put it on my filter alongside mental health well, P- which is world rankings and you know whatever it is will not <laughs> come up on my feed any, um, anymore
3: Pisho brought it up specifically oh, I, I admit he was asked a question about it but he mm. specifically said he doesn't like it he thinks it's maths.
1: I have never, ever thought of consulting the world rankings for anything <laughs> other than in quizzes that we played on here. So, yeah. that's there, it.
3: There was, a, um, there was a good blog post... By uh, I'm just looking for it. So a guy called Dave Thomas. on Yes, Twitter. I did see
1: he did. A, he's done a blog post. Of I course, I, of course, I didn't read it because I don't <laughs> find this interesting in, in the slightest. So I do find it quite interesting.
2: Is that the one that had a graph with a line of best fit? It did have. Um, a, yeah, like, I knew I, you'd be all over that know, I'm sure. Way, it's not a
1: reflection on Dave, or I'm sure his excellent blog either. It's just I find this so dull. So I,
3: I find this quite interesting because okay. this this was looking back historically through. Um, previous World Cups and how accurate have um, world rankings at that point in time been at predicting matches and there is reasonable there is is good correlation between world ranking position and winners in the game to the point where I think he said there's uh, one point in world rankings additional gives a 2.4 point advantage to that team Mm -hmm. in the game so it's now, no one is going to say, oh, well, uh, Fiji are currently above Argentina in the world rankings, therefore, Fiji are going to win because it's a two horse race and they, there are f- um, failures with the world rankings. It's not a perfect um, predictor, but it's quite a useful thing and it's quite an interesting yeah, thing. It's so, just fun, isn't it? So, just writing it off as, right, it, it is fun. You're right you should not be relying exactly as that as a perfect model for predicting. Yeah. That would be ludicrous.
2: Otherwise you wouldn't bother with the World Cup. Yeah, no. equally. You there should... you go, have the Web Ellis Trophy, Wales. Yeah, yeah, Wales do it now. Wales well, actually, it now. there but is e- a cup equally. which sort of does
1: things similar. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, also look, the JB Cup is the only thing that matters between World Cups.
2: <laughs> and that's what it does. It kind of <laughs> fits this. Well, that's irrelevant of GB who cup plays right. against who. I'll get the staff to find out for you. <laughs> I'll get my people. <laughs> right, here's something related to the World Cup then. Just a very brief interlude. Um, the ITV promos for the World Cup have uh, happened and they use very much an anime style game, video game style which you can understand with Japan. <laughs> the last
1: time that you googled uh, anime Tim <laughs> <laughs> and let's not talk about it
2: and they, the music they use is is much more contemporary than it has been previously Johnny May features as a transformer.
1: Cool, yeah. You know, right. like more, more for that, like, like when he transformed into a flanker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's uh, apparently that's called uh, Goku by Jaden Smith, like that. Which Good. just remind i am thinking on. Jaden I'm... Smith as in yeah, Smith. I believe so. Wow, as, as which I, which I think is a massive step up from. And I'm going to remind <laughs> you of no,
1: don't do it, don't do it. Honestly, if I was in charge of um, the U.S. anti-terror program, I'd be playing this to terrorists.
3: Oh, so this is Paloma fame. Yeah, the really worst really. song
2: on earth for oh. any tournament of any sport. That's one thing I'm not going to miss. No,
1: never. We that <laughs> is. That, ITV that on, have learned their lesson by the I'd sound of that. Event. On repeat in Guantanamo
2: Bay until they talk. <laughs> oh,
3: I'm am just watching the uh, um, ITV. It's, it's Cool, normal. isn't it? I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got like a the There's a Street Fighter vibe. Scottish
2: through. and Italian packs yeah. in a Street Fighter fashion. There's Johnny May as a Transformer. There's uh, a bit of anime and manga. Cool. I like so, it sounds very, sounds very cool it, sounds,
1: is very, it is sounds very cool sounds a little cool. bit cultural appropriation-y but okay I'll let it slide
2: Oh, Owen Jones will be all over that all over it if someone isn't drop kicking him in the back with military precision <laughs> shouldn't laugh <laughs> um, let's, let's, I wasn't saying that because it's funny it was just that's what he said happened to him that's that's what happened to him <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh sorry yeah thank you Um, there we go so Yes.
3: Ooh. Johnny, Johnny May is oh, a train. I that, like that. That is cool. Johnny May is a Transformer train. This is cool. The uh, the PAX Street Fighter. Scotland this versus, Scotland crew, versus crew Samoa. Well.
2: Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay, enough of that. Yeah. Right. World number one. Wales. Mm. Got their, had their home streak come to an, an end against Ireland. Yeah. What, what do we take from this one? Nothing really.
1: Um, Island yeah. a bit better, I guess.
3: So there's a few things you can take from it, and there's a lot you can't take from it. So you can't make any big statements about the trajectory of these teams, how this will impact on their um, their tournament. Um, you can say Ireland did use this for a few players to put their hands up. Yep. Um, Kilcoyne, I thought, was brilliant. Uh, Jack Carty had a very good game and has definitely put his hand up for that number 3-10 shirt, if mm. they take three tens. Um I thought Addison was mixed, but generally positive. I thought was brilliant. Farrell was good. A um, couple of guys who got um, some form back, so Stockers took his two tries very well, and Rory Best, his 28-minute cameo, was very impressive. He made 12 tackles in 28 minutes, and did
1: very well at set pieces that's as well that's interesting isn't it I mean I don't really know what to do with Rory Bass now I don't know it almost feels like Ireland have set themselves off on a path and, they, and there's no way of coming back from it and they're he, too
3: he, he will be he, he is captain he
1: is captain yeah and that's what I mean like there's nothing but they can really do about it at this point but Ooh. if you can come on for 20 minutes and make 16 tackles that's a really good attribute to have and you know I would say if they had a better starter i well, have no problem with bringing him on to do that
3: Scannell played well and so it's, it's interesting because they probably did flex an alternative captain arrangement with Peter Romani, Lions yep. captain Peter Romani. Yeah, um, and a leader. Starting, starting at seven because they, they changed up their back row in order to get better line-out options. Mm. So they had James Ryan and uh, my boy Hendo in the row with then Ty Byrne at six and Peter Romani at seven. Mm. Which is a bloody tall? Like you've got four genuine
1: line-out operators and ball there. carriers as well. Yeah, I mean, usually big ball carriers and line-out operators are not—you know—they're not dissimilar in this day and age with their height and their weight. Um, and, and Jack Conan at
3: number eight is yes. not—he's not a small lad either. So
1: I think Jack Conan is actually ahead of CJ Stander at this point.
3: Well, so he had a relatively quiet game in this. He—he he might be. He might be. Because of his form for Leinster rather than anything, he's really done for Ireland. But, these, I mean, this... If we, if we just take it back a sec- So Ireland had some decent performances. Um, they didn't pl- play spectacularly well. I mean, they were 22-3 up after 60 minutes, and Wales made a spirited comeback to make it more even. But this was, this was such a scrappy game. The, the first half in particular was just punctuated by knock-on, scrum, Scrum, hmm. knock on, scrum, you, knock on, scrum, it, uh, and both sides were.
1: Do you think Ireland just look like a side that they're just lacking confidence? They're lacking a bit of self-belief. So,
3: yes, to a degree, and that's why I think some of the performances I mentioned before, like like Stockdale, for example, he needed those two tries. He, the f- the first one was great break by Conway, that um, anyway, coin, then Conway, and Stockers finished it off. The second one was just typical Stockdale, uh, his um, pilfering. He was just in the right place at the right time and executed. It was an offload from Shingler that went to ground and he kicks it through. The ball bounces just right because Stockers knows where to be.
2: You you can say O'Reilly lacking a bit of confidence. They will be the world's number one team going into the World Cup if they win next weekend. Ooh. So, <laughs>
1: well, what do you do if you're Wales next weekend do you play who do you play uh, so I, don't, I just abandoned the game I don't think I'd go <laughs> I mean, cancel, we know, they know cancel. everything they need to know about all these players now it was one warm up game too many but I guess they've got to fill fill some seats in Dublin though
3: they do yeah it's pay some I, wages
1: I suspect we might see strong teams from both of them I hope not because th- this was like a no but hang on there's no point in not putting in a strong team Simply for the fact that you've cut most of your players now, yeah, yeah. So you don't, you need to put out a team.
3: Yeah, now it might not be a hundred percent. You might see a few combinations that you've maybe not seen as much of. But I think both teams will put out a pretty strong team.
2: Yeah, there was there was a few guys for Ireland. You mentioned Conan. Um, a few guys for Ireland that could have with CJ Stander not playing particularly well recently. Could have grabbed their chance and Who and, and didn't really. Conan didn't really take his chance.
3: Yeah, he had a quiet game and um, d- disappointingly quiet. Tiger
2: Burn as well was a bit quiet. So his
3: line-out was good. Um, he was quiet. He was quiet in the in the loose. And it, I think it was an element of the game, but um, just because it was so stop start, there was so. Yeah, Burn many is a funny dogs. player
1: though. Like I think he's in the right situation. Incredible. Like, for Scarlet, he was almost unplayable at times. Yeah,
2: yeah, when you're, when you're playing that fast game.
1: And, and, but in the lineups, he just makes the right decisions. Yeah. I don't even mean jumping. I mean, when oh, he comes he's, down to deck... His
2: jacklings immense. Yeah, he's wading yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: through malls. And it, but he's not a particularly good physical specimen. He's not an, international, an internationally physical speci- specimen, if that makes sense. So I think you've got to put him in situations where he can use that natural intelligence and you know, the things that he does best. Because he's not going to go out and dominate Marotoji. Uh, Mar- Mar- or out-wrestle bloody George Cruz.
3: No. Mm. But yeah, it was it was a it was a totally... The first half in particular was just stop-start. And, and Ireland, to a degree, were lucky with those tries because maybe the first one's a bit harsh to say lucky. The second one was lucky. And if it falls to anyone other than Stockers, that's not a try. But Stockers knows how to, to finish things like well,
2: that. Well, I
1: think Addison would have scored it.
2: But it was much more imbalanced when Wales... <laughs> it was much more imbalanced when Wales started ringing the changes but one area we've got to talk about which i don't think i can't remember the last time i saw wales owned at scrum time
3: yeah yeah mm.
2: and it, it was a, a
3: weird one because the very first scrum in the game wales were on top but didn't get a penalty and then after that it just all seemed to go island's way and particularly when rob evans came on yeah uh and two guys, because we now know the Wales squad, two guys that have been dropped from the Wales squad were on. So it was um, it was Rob Evans and Samson Lee, both been dropped. And for Ireland, you had Ryan James, James, not James Ryan, Jack Ryan, the prop, yeah, monster prop. And you had Porter at Loosehead, your yeah, boy back Porter, to my boy Porter, back at Loosehead, which is interesting because he can now play. Now, so they were totally dominant against the uh, that Wales team. They were having them all over to the point where they eventually won a penalty. I try mean, po- it. W-
2: We didn't mention Andrew Porter when we had a conversation a little while ago about how many props these days prop both sides. Yeah, yes, he and, does, uh, as does like legitimately does. Um, and he, he looked; he was totally dominant. So there
3: was one scrum on Wales's line where Samson Lee tries to collapse it. Samson Lee goes to deck. And Porter just keeps pushing him. There is. And Samson Lee is just like sliding. His arms are up in the air. His face is on the ground. He's just being pushed, slid back. Right. There
1: is an amazing period of scrimmaging. It is New Zealand. No, it's not. It's Argentina, in Argentina, against Australia. Australia. And you see the Australians trying to collapse this scrum and just being manhandled and hinged <laughs> back up <laughs> to vertical against their will and then the strength driven backwards. to do that. It was immense. immense. Phenomenal. I
2: mean, I mean, the, the videos of Andrew Porter doing weights at school. The stuff of myth and legend. He's a, <laughs> he's an absolute freak. He's quite feisty as well.
3: It, yeah, it, it was. This was a good performance, and that. So there was there was talking in comms on Saturday about Rob Evans has been struggling with a shoulder injury. It's question marks over whether he's 100% fit. Honestly, he didn't look it. From that, he didn't look like he'd been training because I love Rob Evans. He's such a good. He's, he's a great he's character as he's well. He's a great prop. He's a great character. He's a leader he's in that squad. the park. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'll never ever
1: forget the, the the scrimmaging against France <laughs> where he volunteered France to have a substitute dribbler. Yeah, yeah. So you, in the so, 98th yeah, yeah. minute or whatever it so was. So France won a... No, no, it was over 100 minutes gone. So France wants to, France are trying to do their old, you know, pretend head injury type thing. And Rob Evans goes, doesn't matter, sir. We'll scrimmage against anyone. And then gets battered. <laughs> oh, well. no, not Slimani. Anyone but Slimani. But yeah, I'm, I, it's a real shame not to see him. He's like, he's one of those characters in the game that everyone seems to like.
2: Uh, and, Warren Gatland knows things. Remember, yeah, that. and the, and Carr could be a proper World Cup bolter. Although you you look at the, would you say he might be the Milner Scudder? He might be the Milner Scudder, <laughs> but, but I mean, when you look at the the Wales front five, it's it, it's precarious. Given an injury or two,
1: well, hmm, is it? Uh, look, well, Alan William Jones is a disaster. Everyone else is replaceable, really. I, I think. think.
3: I mean, the, their are props. It's interesting because. There's not a huge amount of experience in those five.
1: I just think there's enough. I mean, I don't think that Warren Gatlin picks people who can't do what he wants. No, it's true. Thomas Francis is the example. How did he know about Thomas Francis? No one else knew. And for a year, he was the only man on earth that thought Tommy Tommy (laughs) Francis could play uh, in International. For probably a couple of years. Yeah. And lo and behold, he's absolutely right. Even now, I look at Thomas Francis on the team. So I go, no, nah, that's not going to work. Yet it does. So I have no problem with anyone. Well, that he's
2: well more than that, I, I look at that squad and go, oh, I never thought I'd, I never thought I would speak, be, be saying, 'Gawd, you know what?' Alan Win Jones, obviously, they don't want anything to happen to him. They can't afford bigger, and and Thomas Francis, he's so important in that squad. <laughs> yeah, they well, can't that, afford to that, lose that is him. Point, right? but it's true. So if I said to you, um, using Cocker's law, okay.
1: Who would you drop from the England team, but to replace them with someone from the Welsh team? I think you might get Alan Wyn Jones in there as maybe not a starter, but a squad
2: guy. Who, who else? No, you get Alan Wyn Jones as a starter. Uh, we'll get uh, with prize winning Marrow. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah. but then who else?
0: <clears throat> hmm.
2: That's a good question. I'm not L- saying... Liam Williams, hundred percent. No, no, no yeah. pack. Sorry, sorry. Pack, oh, all, pack. pack yeah. only. pack only. Pack only. Oh, that's God. That's tough. That so
3: Ken that Owens would be in as your second. second, just like
1: he was in the Lions. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. behind Jamie George. Yeah,
3: I
1: mean Ken. that's it's night and day. The talent that England have compared
2: to what Wales have, I think. Is if he was and fit, day. obviously Talupe Falatau would be Billy's backup. Yeah, yeah. Fal- well, all Fal- six. I mean, he might get <laughs> in yeah. yeah. six. Fal-
3: Falatau would definitely be in. But my point I, is, I think, um, some, I think someone like Navidi... I think Nav- I do. Instead of a, maybe instead of
1: Mark Wilson,
2: yeah,
3: Nividi is so similar to Mark Wilson in, in that he can do six, seven, and eight so well. Late so developer, athletic, such a good engine. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. The story is the same, aren't they? Late developer, given yeah. a chance, didn't let that chance go.
3: Mm. Yeah, yeah. But you, you're
1: right. In in the pack, there's not many. No, and it just shows Gatlin is a genius. He mold really this many. team to do whatever he you know he thinks is best, and that might be enough. It might not. I mean, it's a precarious group. Don't don't forget that. But they—they're all fairly precarious groups, I guess.
3: Well, the South African-New Zealand yeah. one is not. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> one those, where those two are definitely going through. I mean, they have got one tough game. It's their first game. They've got—they've got three, basically m- three more warm-up games. Um, the Wales's group. Uh, Wales will get out of the group.
1: F- Fiji are a decent team. Yeah, but Fiji at the end of the group stage is a different proposition to Fiji at the start of the group, group stage. Yeah, true. Just watch out I'm, for those boys. I'm not
3: worried about. I'm not worried about Wales and Fiji. Actually, the team that I'd be most worried about, um, obviously, there's the Argentina, France, England group, but then there's the Scotland, Ireland, Japan group, and Japan. I mean, Japan comfortably beat Fiji. Mm.
2: Japan are a very, so they are going
1: to open up team. with the mother of all wins against not Spain. Yeah, and then they are going to be.
2: Did not Spain get absolutely pumped again?
1: Yeah, by Jersey Reds. Jersey Reds. Oh. Not
3: Spain lost to Jersey Reds. I, I think it was quite a second team. From not Spain, but
1: oh, not from jersey Reds because that would be bad. <laughs> we didn't quite see our first team it, to play. It Russia. was, it was at home. Oh, not it was
3: at home for not Spain in yeah. the capital of not Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> also, capital of not Spain. Um,
1: yeah. So, uh, did anyone see the other international game which was, which was on? Um, I've only
2: seen highlights of
1: the other two games. I watched it and it was marvellous, actually.
2: What game is this?
1: France, uh, France, Italy. So I watched the whole thing. And I, I was looking
2: I, dicey for a little while, wasn't it? A mm. couple of yellow cards and down a yes. few points. Well, kind of that it's is very f- French. F- that's exactly
1: what the French needed because two yellow cards down, and the most French of Frenchmen, uh, Johan Huger, decided to light it up. I mean, he, knew he was brilliant at times. He basically runs 90, 90 meters and then draws a yellow card by cheating. I thought that is so <laughs> yeah, wonderful. I did see that. It's, it's, he, he's, it's, barely, he's brilliant, he isn't barely it?
3: gets like There's barely even any contact when he gets pulled back yeah. and he throws. Ah.
1: And the commentators hey, let, let me talk about the commentators my word now did any of you actually watch this or listen to any of the commentary
3: no so i've only i've watched there was like a 6 minute highlight reel that um, wow that uh the ffr <laughs> put out and there's no commentary on it
1: um, so back in the graham henry days of um wales he oh, decided it so
3: early 2000 yes
1: yeah. There's a there's a rugby world or whatever the magazine was at the time. There's an interview with um, Graham Henry or the fitness coach, and it works along the lines of Wales have got two options: we either do things completely differently to everyone else and hope we get an advantage, or we do things slightly worse than the best team in, team in the world. You, you know, you either copy them or you rip it up and do something completely different. Yeah. Now, if you're going to copy the best commentators in the world, you're probably copying Nick Mullins. Yeah. But you're not Nick Mullins, so don't bother. And I think that's exactly what the pre- the, the Premier Sports. Uh, duo wanted to do, and uh, got to be your best self. You've got to be, be the best you you can be. <laughs> so uh, initially, I found this rather offensive, but now I look back at this uh, this game. Maybe the hi- maybe the commentary was a highlight. So let me just give you uh, some <laughs> some um, some of their highlights. Uh, it's a warm night. Well, it's not a warm night. <laughs> <laughs> um, then when. Uh, Italy <laughs> claps claps the scrum. They said, "Oh well, Varmahina does that all the time," but Varmahina's not playing tonight. <laughs> uh, a box kick went <laughs> uh, went up. He goes, "That that's a great kick." Well, maybe it's not. It depends, and I guess you're right.
2: It does. It does depend. It does depend. <laughs> it, does depend. <laughs> it does. It
1: does depend. A kick's only as good as the chase. Yeah, and these two. Or well,
2: it depends. Did he catch it or not?
1: Yeah. Um. Do you know? I. I was so amazed by the commentary. Uh, I was too busy writing down writing down their bits and pieces. But I kind of think, yeah, go for it. It was a mixture between um, just two people watching the game and a little bit of cricket commentary as well, like lots of little dits in between, little
2: stories. To be fair, if anybody just... Wrote down some of the things we say on this, and then read and then read them in a deadpan voice oh, well, with no context. Yeah. It I, would sound ridiculous. I wish I had the context. The
3: rumblings of a madman. <laughs> oh no, it is just JB. Uh,
1: yeah, you can't you can't score any points without the ball. I mean, that is true. That is undeniably it's true. A hundred percent factually correct. Yeah. So I actually think.
2: Can you? Is there, is there any way which you can? No. Uh, so I don't. The only way believe- you can is if you. Penalty what, try, what,
1: do you sort t- of.
2: Oh, yeah, penalty try, you're right. Yeah. Oh, but then you'd have to... Oh, 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 so oh. Someone... Sorry,
1: I've got my hand up for the listeners because I want to talk. Well, um,
3: Uge, was a penalty try when he didn't have the ball, when <laughs> yeah. he got pulled back.
2: It, and if someone's running running, yeah. through...
1: Who thinks Emil Entomac is a good player back in the day? Not not his son, Emil. I, he was decent. I
2: got to I a World I,
3: Cup it, final. Kind of before my time, really. He okay. was, was in the 99 team that got to the World Cup final.
1: Yeah, well, he... I, yeah he was decent well apparently he played in the, nine, in the 95 final um, yeah. according to the
3: 95 final? according to the commentators in a, in South a... Africa versus New Zealand well, yeah, yeah I don't know
1: how he managed that but yeah. he did he did because the comments said it right now how would you describe Emile Entomac the 12 for France uh,
2: what sorry e- e- Emile or his dad his dad was e- fullback
1: no no you're thinking of Romain oh sorry Emil. Emile 12 slash Emil. uh, 15 how would you describe him? Silky runner would you ever describe him as the Lomu of the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> just asking. Just asking for a friend. He wasn't that big. Um, Or played in the 80s much. Yes, true. <laughs> double whammy, you might say. Yeah. So I, mean, I think actually, um, far from being a disaster, Premier Sports should double down on this. I've actually
2: quite enjoyed it.
1: Now, the game itself, that's more interesting. Um,
2: Was it... Yeah, so we we got this. It's all, it was on Premier Sports. I'd love to know what they're. Are they still going? Then they're still going to do the Jonathan Davis. No, no, no. They're still going. As in uh, this season, they're they they still uh, I'm yeah. Assuming so they're going to good, good
3: have them. the uh, Pro 14 this
1: season. I don't know. Assuming maybe yeah, them. The, uh, the price is going up apparently, which has caused all sorts of consternation down in South Wales. Good for them. Um, yeah. So here's the takeaway from France. Uh, France are looking really, really good. I think, player for player, they've got as talented squad as anyone, and they look like they're starting to pull it together. Uh, I'd be w- very worried if I was England going um, go, uh, go, go go into France, because I, hands down, think that things go France's way. England could be in for a very, oh, very rude awakening. I'm genu- very rude genuinely
2: awakening. terrified of France, and, well, I- I'm only ever terrified or supremely confident yeah. against France and nothing in between. <laughs> it's gonna
1: go fifty points one way or another. Yeah. And I don't know which way. I don't
3: I can't see France beating England by fifty points. No. But I I can I see I can see France beating England, but I think France So unquestionably you are right, they have got the talent. They've got the talent right across. They can pick a 31-man squad. I don't believe they've selected their squad yet, but they can pick a 31-man squad that is oozing with talent in every. Dupont single, is so every single position. So good, yeah. They, they've got they've got at least there's two a, players in every position. Well, there's a bunch classed. of
2: Frenchmen that would make the England squad. Well, particularly in the backs, but that same is true for Wales. There, uh, the, I, I tell you, the one to watch out for:
1: Arthur Iritira. And Because I know he's, he plays a lot of second row, he's a big boy, but I like him in the back row. I think he, so, he, he does everything he it, tackles hard, offloads, yeah. he's pretty quick, great in the line out. I mean, they've just got so many options. So, it's it's a, but, it's
3: a was an yeah. interesting one, actually, because so it, he's played mostly at blindside flanker for Clermont and for France. Yeah, he's a tall, rangy boy. He's got superb handling skills. And he gets low in the tackle. Really yeah, low in yeah. the tackle. He, he's, he is a good doesn't player. doesn't get
2: knocked out as well. So watch his game tape.
3: Yeah, yeah well, JB, you need to practice his tackle technique. I watch you deal. him and Courtney Laws tackling for next time you try and smash a 10. No. It, and end up getting knocked they out could and be, injuring your knee. Yeah.
2: Well, I, still, I thought that could be a genuine matchup at six in the World Cup well, in that I'll, match.
1: I'll give you a Rolls Royce of a player who I've always rated. But I just thought he was brilliant, Yakubu. Camera, like that boy does it all. Like again, tall, line up He's so so strong. And he seems to be involved in absolutely everything. And that's basically the story of this game. France dominated Italy for large, large parts. They went down to thirteen men, and actually they just played better. So I would be very very but, wary. But, but this, this is the, the a game
2: context. against Italy. It's Italy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you yeah. know, Italy are a Tier one, one nation, right? We've been told they're a Tier One nation. <laughs> yeah,
2: Jay. We arrived late for a game in Rome, <laughs> and you wanted to leave. After twenty minutes, because it was so <laughs> one-sided, they were
3: doing the Mexican wave. As soon as the Mexican wave started, just
1: after twenty minutes,
2: should we get some beers, boys? Yeah, yeah, let's get some
1: beers. Let's get Some beers, some sparkling wine as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, a true, a uh, true professional. Uh, Bromstein so had some nice moments. Uh, uh, P- Pledri, Pledri's try. Oh yeah, yeah, A
3: ridiculous try. Hang on, I don't know, have you seen Pledri's no, try? No, no, I, I haven't no. seen That's it. That's Bromstein. Is it Bromstein? The, uh, the ship and chase was it? Yeah, was that Bromstein? Yeah,
1: I think penalty advantage, like on the five meter line. Chips and catches and somehow muscles over. It was nice. It was an unusual try. Yeah, they're going to... Well, who, who's in Italy's group? Do we know?
3: Uh, they'll be in the other group. I'm just trying to think. Oh, they're not in the um, oh, South, South African-New uh, Zealand South African-New Zealand pool. They're the, they are the third team <sighs> in the South Africa. new yeah, Zealand. Yeah,
1: they're not getting out of any groups. No, That's for sure. So pool by the way it's like you say mm. law not rule oh is it, is it po- pool? pool
2: not group yeah. groups for yeah, I am
1: law. very excited about France now so I'm going to be packing my, Fran- my uh, French tops for uh, yeah. my trip to Japan
3: It's Italy will get a couple of wins against Namibia and Canada
1: Namibia by the way uh, Botha has retired today who has? Ronaldo Bro- Botha or Bothma. Bothma Bothma the Quins. yeah which is weird when you're about to go into a World Cup
3: yeah I wonder if he's had one of those French deals where there's two deals on the table. One if you retire from international rugby and one if you keep playing international rugby. I hope
1: not. I hope not. I don't think that's a very Quinn's way of doing business. But you don't know, do you? No. You don't know how these
2: premiership clubs sometimes work.
3: Did you see where the Quinn's boys were this week? No, but no sailor in Spain.
2: Last year they went to Bermuda at one point, didn't they? Yes.
3: Well, this week, I don't know if it was just some of them or all of them as like a specific training week or just some of them went they're all uh, partying up in Ibiza. Of course they are. Ocean Beach Club and very Quincy. yacht. So, well,
2: in a, in very any, Quincy. In a, Any quin's kit in sight or was this a downtime holiday week? Well,
3: they're all in just budgie smugglers from what I saw. Obviously so. they
2: are. God, you would if you were... Yeah. Professional, be not in shape. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you? Uh, sailor, I think uh,
3: they went for Ocean Beach Club as well because there's specific Maserati park in there. Oh, is there? Yeah, well, that's of useful. course.
1: That is useful. Uh, sailor off to Spain for the week. Very nice. Don't know where they're going, but I know they are. Off are to you Spain. not going? I, I, what as a team I, member? I, I wasn't invited
2: actually, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, if I was invited, I you, definitely would have gone. Yeah, you, you were invited beforehand, and then yeah, you, then you upset Jono Ross, and he oh, withdrew yeah. the the offer. <laughs> there's a picture <laughs> the JV sent us of. Him interviewing John o. Ross on Sale TV, and John o. Ross. I mean, he's a serious, he's focused man.
1: It's quite a loving stare for John O. Ross. You <laughs> know what he, what he normally looks like? But Yeah, he's a very serious, very good defensive flanker. And, you know, yeah, really that stare.
3: Being in the media room at Sale post-match when Sale have lost, and him and Diamond oh, are just yeah. like snarling behind the that was the, weird that one because
1: in Sale no one does media except for Dimes because he's really good at it and very entertaining and for whatever reason it was he decided to bring John Johnny Ross in who actually could be it's like
3: Sale had been got hammered wasn't yeah he? yeah Dime, so he, he wanted to like deflect the result by
1: announcing his next season's captain yeah by bringing his biggest hardest guy in to think is <laughs> uh, captain for next year talk to O. don't ask any questions <laughs> righto um,
3: yeah. did anyone see the other game or anything of the other game? No. So, again... Other I've, game? I've just watched the highlights of Georgia-Scotland.
1: No, because I couldn't get Premier Bloody Sport player working.
3: <laughs> of course. A um, couple of nice tries from Rory Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. He is a Rolls-Royce of a Rolls-Royce. Classy, classy player. Oh, God, runner. the Northampton boy. Yeah. yeah. Amazing stuff. Yeah, he he did. Took his two tries very, very well. Um, Scotland's scrum seemed to hold up well couple of nice touches from Finn Russell. Fairly routine. Um, the Georgia try looked a bit dodgy, but give him a try at home.
1: Yeah, uh, Finn Russell might be the difference between them going very far and them not going anywhere. But he's
3: so good. But he's... he's so, it's almost too perfect that he's playing in France because he's so French. I mean, he blows hot and cold. Do like, I don't think like he does best, anymore. The best French. He does. He tries stuff. He... He he really does. I
1: think in the same game he can make some horrors, but he in the same. In fact, I think he might even be on the Danny Cipriani level of talent, maybe beyond him now. <laughs> I mean, that is a big, big statement. But he can unlock defenses on his own.
3: Oh, he can! You know, he, he absolutely. It, can some of unlock. the best
1: moments in the last probably last ten years of Six Nations pr- have come out of Finn Russell's hands. Uh,
3: Finn, he, Finn Russell is phenomenally talented. Yeah, he, he's brilliant. He can unlock defenses. he's passing, his running, his decision making. He also does have some, some horrors, in yeah. my opinion. And you've
1: also got to back him to the hilt. He is. <coughs> that's the oh. other thing you'd say about him and Danny Cipriani is you have to back him to the hilt and make everything about them. They're, they're your number one, affected. or
3: they're not playing at all.
1: Yeah, they're not playing twelve anytime soon, or fifteen. <laughs> no. Just sliding in at fifteen. One of the reasons I love <laughs> or Finn or Russell is, off.
2: is is he, he has a good time on the pitch and he's a good time off the pitch. Yeah, Absolutely, exactly. he's actually a bit of an old school rugby player. He's a, he's, I love it. He's an artist. First, yeah. <laughs> first is your the, is the autistry, then is the gym work. Yeah. Um. So, a slight tangent change. Then, yes, let's, please. Let's, let's, well, firstly, Christian Wade's been cut by the Buffalo Bills. Has he? Yes, and I, I know. I, I just thought it might be worth because you know a bit about NFL. I know a little bit about NFL. We should. We, a lot of people will just see the headline and think, "Oh, well, that's over then." Yeah. Bye, Christian. No, it's not. Uh,
1: same with the other two English boys, Alex Gray. Someone say Alex Gray. Alex Gray. Gray. Yeah, um, Christian Scotland Christine Williamson. Christian Scotland Williamson. So, um, say the English boys. There are other English boys playing out there, but English rugby boys is what I meant. As I understand it, and maybe I'll be proved horribly wrong, they will re- all those three will get re but they have to be cut to be put back on the practice squad. When they go back on the practice squad, I think they get their international designation. So it doesn't cost him a squad, uh, sorry, spot on the practice squad either.
2: Yeah, it just gives other NFL teams, thirty-one other franchises, the option. If someone wanted to pick Christian Wade up and put them on the active roster, mm. they have that option. Otherwise, Buffalo Bills, which he won't. But yeah, it Buffalo does seem Bills.
3: unlikely that anyone else would pick him up. No, so then, he would go to the know, practice. Do you know McCoy got dropped? I know
2: Buffalo from Buffalo Bills as well. It's just so it shows how savage that well, sport no. is. Oh, potentially, but it, it also that is actually a when I looked at that and I saw Lashawn McCoy dropped as a running back for the Buffalo Bills, I actually looked at that and thought, that's probably a, that might have been partly because they think they could have a potential little project to work on when with, I saw with Christian that, Wade as well because he's going to be one further up the pecking order than he would have been before.
1: When I saw that, I thought, hmm, I wonder if New England will sign Lashawn McCoy because mm. that's a very, very, I've been so out of touch with the NFL for so long, I, I don't know. But yeah, that's a good theory though, Tim. That, Maybe maybe that's what Christian
2: Wade does. They he trust him a little bit more than they did so they can have him one higher up the depth chart.
3: Just, I'm, I'm looking at the list of players. So There's
2: about 30,
3: maybe just over 30, 31, um, released from the Bills. Mm-hmm. Some of the names are genius. <laughs> Some of the names <laughs> on, of these boys. Lafayette Pitts uh-huh. is great. Demetrius Rani. Uh, Eric Magnanson. Um, sounds like a strong man. It does, yeah. isn't it? Uh, my favorite in this, so LaShawn McCoy, is a good name. Is. Tyree Jackson, but the best, best has to be, what's WR? What position is WR? Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Ray Ray McLeod the
1: third. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so, what was he like minor uh, Austrian royalty? <laughs> what was the
2: what was the one the one that I love? It just has a first name. It's incredible. Debrickashaw. Debrickashaw. De <laughs> there was. There was, what was some... his surname? Ferguson, Ferguson, that's it. It was
1: Ferguson. <laughs> like the next hurricane should be named Hurricane Brinkshaw.
2: <laughs> there was someone De called Bricashaw. There you
3: go, Decaldust Crawford. Amazing. His first name is Decaldust coldest. De coldest <laughs> Crawford. What a boy! Um, Unbelievable. Names. There was
1: a running back called Fair play, Lance. <laughs> called No Sean Monroe. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no Sean Munro played for the Denver Broncos. Oh, must be best spot seven years ago now. He might have in their first round draft pick, and he's called No Shawn. Because his mother is Shauna, and the no (laughs) is for knowledge. So knowledge, Shauna Munro, otherwise known as no Sean (laughs) Munro. Wow. Boom. Nailing that everywhere.
3: Amazing. Amazing. Fair play.
1: I love it.
2: Anyway, (laughs) watch this space. There there might be more to come in the Christian Wade NFL saga.
1: Do you have anything you urgently want to talk about, Tim? Because I'd like to talk about something. Unless you've got something. Go on. Well, I was scrolling through YouTube. Well, Twitter first, which ended up on YouTube. And I have noticed that there is a brand new video from our old friend Brian, Brian Mijartie.
3: <coughs> oh yeah. yeah, the life of Brian. Now, is have back. you seen it? I've
1: no. not watched it. It's, it's popped up on my YouTube. <gasps> is, has YouTube. he got his drone out again? It's amazing. It's amazing. Like you finish it, you think, uh, well, uh, it's hard to say what I actually think about it because um, I don't want to sound particularly patronising or anything. But you think, like, God, that uh, how can I help Brian Majority? Uh Yeah, it's it's. Um, He's in, he's in high spirits throughout the whole thing. But his journey from finishing the Ospreys, do you know where he finished? He's injured, wasn't he? But he doesn't know how he's injured. So he was saying on the video, and, and watch the video because he'll do a far better job of explaining it than I will, um, that he just lost all his strength. He couldn't bench press 60 kilograms.
0: Ooh, yeah,
1: exactly. So he's had everything, he's had everything so like tested. Like a nerve issue, presumably. Couldn't find any can find any um they can't find you know apparently he even been tested for hiv because that was what they Ooh. thought was uh, up with him he's not had his uh, insurance payout and he goes through that so it's six months to get it paid out 12 months later they've still not paid him out Ooh. he said the rpa have not really helped him now um he sort of caveats that but you'd have to watch it to get a yeah, bit more context yeah. um he was going to start a beer company uh, and he's sort of Doubled with that, then he went delivering parcels for a
2: bit. Yeah, his old videos used to be him loads of them, him doing his home brewing, brewing Ooh, uh, and yeah, barbecuing. Mean, yeah, but yeah,
1: he, you know, that was his love for god knows how long. And now he's saying, Well, you know, I was gonna open a beer shop, but before I opened a beer shop, um, before I opened the beer shop, uh, then I found that you know, all the beers I want to sell are now on supermarket shelves because it's trendy, so you know, all the margins were cut. Uh, and then he yeah, had a course. small tax issue which he had to pay a lot of tax back, and then his wife got ill. So, like, all of these things, and it's just really interesting. It gives you an idea, I think, of what players go through from when they get... Well, when they come to the end of their playing days, Yeah, you know, the things that can happen to them. I mean, it does sound in Brian... Like, in uh, Brian's case, everything happened in 12 months. Yeah. But, you know, even if one of those things happened, it's quite... um it's uh, you know it potentially is quite a life altering thing a lot but of it's well uh, worth watching a lot
2: of players contracts I, I don't know if this is the case at the top level i doubt it it will be with top players but um, in fact it won't be with top players but your average s- squad player in the premiership championship and whatever if you have an injury and you are out of action for 6 months clubs can just terminate your contract that's
1: exactly what happens to the prime
2: majority is that right
1: day after, yeah he says day after 6 months gone so nice, nice, little, nice little contract. He can't prove his fitness, and you know he makes a good point that the Ospreys have got to spend their money on someone who can help them. He's he's on a lot of money, and that's the job, sadly. And I think that'll be the same across. I mean, I think the difference being what you're alluding to, Tim, is a lot of clubs will keep that player because if it's seven or eight months or twelve months, you don't want uh, a Vunapola going. Yeah, to if Vunapola
3: does his ACL, yeah. he's, he's not getting cut. No.
1: But if you're easily replaceable, you're going to get a cut because it's a business decision. Yeah. As simple as that. And that's what happens to, to Majority. But go and watch The Life of Brian. It's bloody brilliant.
3: It does sound a bit like the Rupenny Thao, Thao uh, documentary that Dan Leo did. I've never watched it, that yet. It's just showing how kind of fragile, like rugby players, certainly top rugby players, get paid what is good money. Mm. but It's a very short and very fragile career. Like, you're not doing that when you're 40. Yeah, you're well, not doing that when you're 60.
1: Well, majority after you he finish, he's like, "I'm going to sell second-hand cars, and now I'm going to be a delivery driver." Imagine Brian Majority showing up with you with your Amazon box. <laughs> um, you know, he's he's done all this stuff. Watch it. That's what I'm, yeah. That's yeah. What I'm telling you to do. Yeah, Watch
2: yeah, it. and more the case is, it's a reminder that you know, exactly. You're Very not, playing, fragile, you're not playing when you're 40. That there's there's kids and grand. You know, th- there'll be a lot of ex rugby players who've got kids that they can't pick up because they're. Yeah, yeah like shoulders so shoulders mangled. gone
3: ankles gone knees yeah. gone like UGB. you JB ta- you need to sort your, ta- your tackling technique
2: yes I need to go high again <laughs> This is not product Placement. I've just noticed. Have you just got? Have you got yourself a Garmin recently? I've had a Garmin for ages. Yeah, I oh, have. you? I just, uh, I just got one. It's very very Ooh, like it. It. That, that, That's how I afford
1: to buy all my, buy all my Starbucks through my uh, well-known insurance provider. Yes, yeah, so I have a
2: well-known <laughs> insurance provider. That I, 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 I will you. mention them one day if they, if, uh, if they sponsor us. I make use us of the, the cinema as well as the coffee. Oh, quite, do you quite regularly? Hmm. <laughs> well, that's just my, 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 working hours. You know what I mean. I'm only part of the time, aren't I? Exactly. Right. Speaking of fragile
3: careers... Yeah, I know where we're going now. There was another uh, prop, high-level tight-head prop, who has been unceremoniously cut from a test squad.
2: Uh, Oh, because we're we're not talking about Rob Evans or Samson Lee. We're talking about uh, Owen Franks.
3: Owen Franks. Tell you what, I did not see that coming. Well, that, I, that I, is a
2: true shock.
1: Well, to I me, assumed certainly. it wasn't going to happen, but I know nothing about New Zealand rugby, so I, I don't know. Is that a shock?
3: Massive shock to me. So, Owen Franks has been.
2: Well, so him, Kieran Reid, and Ben Smith are the double World Cup winners in that uh, squad. Sonny Bill and Sonny Bill. No,
3: Ben Smith isn't. On oh, ben, ben Smith isn't. Didn't so, make so not, not to even Ben Smith.
2: Yeah, you're right. So Sonny Bill, Kieran Reid, and uh, and it would have been Owen Franks.
3: Yeah, there's probably some There must be another no, one. No, Whitelock. Oh, Sam yes. Sam Whitelock yes, right. is the other one. Um, so, yeah. So, w- what I can tell you for the last couple of years about Owen Franks is he's pretty much always been the starting tighthead. Yep. He's been the starting tighthead for the last 10 years. Yep. He's got 108 caps. Yep. In the last three years, he's been the starting tighthead for the Crusaders, who've won back-to-back-to-back um, trophies. In this year's Rugby Championship, all the Crusaders boys, apart from Sevu Reese were dropped, or rested for the first game because they played the the final two weeks before. He then came in and started both the second and the third game in the Rugby Championship. So everything pointing to him just continuing to be absolutely nailed on as one of the best titles in the world and the first choice for Crusaders and All Blacks. This is a real, real shock. Um, there was no suggestion of injury and it is it's a form and capability um, decision which um, oh. Hanson, the, the statement was they wanted a big mobile tighthead. Okay, I so mean,
1: is he? He's quite big. He,
3: he's certainly big enough to have 100. He's quite mobile for the All Blacks. He's not as o- he, so He's not as old as I thought he was. He's he's 31.
1: Bloody hell, that's nothing. So he's
3: not for tighthead. Yeah, for tighthead, he's not. He's that's certainly, like prime tighthead. He's certainly not over the. I mean, there are a lot of miles on the clock, but he's certainly not over the hill.
1: Thirty-one-year-old tight head with hundred and eight caps. Yeah. Bloody
2: hell. Steve Hansen was very, uh, you know, warm and, and a lot of praise for him, but also said, but effectively, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said, no one owes anybody anything. Yep. He's right though. I, I quite he, like just... some of the things Steve Hansen is saying. I've got to say. Yeah. I,
3: I do like Hansen. He has got the easiest job in rugby. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh... I mean,
1: I would, I would like to think if I had his job, <laughs> I'd at least made two finals. <laughs> minimum,
3: minimum. Um, it would it would have been harder for them not to get to the final in twenty fifteen, yeah, given would. that everyone else was as bad as everyone else was. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I I mean, was, that that is very a, hard is
1: conversations a, have. I know he says no one knows anything any, uh, no one knows anything to anyone, but it's still a difficult conversation. I, I'd imagine because he's got one hundred and eight caps. He's been by well by all accounts he's been a fairly good team member. You know, Well, you'd have to be to have 110 caps.
3: 108 caps. He's been like, pretty much the best tight end in the world for the vast majority of the last decade. Yeah, and we're going a still, different way. He's still Christ. prime time. Now, the only other factor in this is he does leave for Northampton Saints after the World Cup. Yes. But, but that's still, in my mind, I don't think that will have affected Hansen's decision because you've got to win a World Cup now. Yep. Not, not next year. Not in March, not any time. You go in World Cup now. You've got to select your best team now, and I firmly believe that that's what Hansen believes he has done.
1: Crikey. Um Are there any other examples of big, big players not getting into World Cup squads just before? I mean, Adam Jones, but that wasn't that wasn't this close to the World Cup. That was maybe six months before Adam Jones was removed from the Welsh team. Um, mm. There was a Martin, was it Martin, Corey, Simon, Shaw toss-up that they had. Simon Shaw when, lost, lost out for the World
3: Cup. Was 2007.
1: Was it not for the World
2: Cup? I don't think you described either World of those Cup. cases but as big, big no. no,
1: No, nothing even close, really. Um, i trying
2: to think of was was, anyone.
1: There were some pretty big
3: calls in the 2003 World Cup. Um...
2: Oh was it There was a big Scrum half missed out oh, getting, Austin, in, Austin Healy for example Austin Healy
3: yeah Didn't travel
2: But In terms of the world Yeah game, Austin Healy is, Oh he was, a, he was a lion And he was versatile yeah. Could play in a number of positions yeah, it normally
3: helps In World Cups good, Because you've got A small
2: squad Good for the Bants So yeah. Austin,
1: Austin Healy's In a very peculiar position Because everyone assumes He has won a World Cup Yeah In the same way That everyone assumes that I've got a degree And I don't <laughs> You know So like Even though he doesn't Have a World, a world Cup medal He talks like he has So <laughs> it Makes no difference um,
3: yeah so that that is shocking the other ones um, Squire and uh, Laomapi well Laomapi, Squ- Squire a, and yeah. Vea Fafita oh yeah um, and Frizzell who, uh, I was sure one of those three would make it as the six Laomapi as well okay. as the centre I mean that's, that's, yeah, how Crotty, that's how good their centres are yeah but Ryan is yeah.
1: such a nice such a nice man though
3: oh uh, Ryan Crotty is absolute class all around. Isn't he just? I'd love to have a few, just a few more beers with Ryan a Crotty. A few more beers yeah. in Monaco. A Ryan few Crotty. more. A few more, yeah. In Monaco with Ryan Crotty. That was L- Love one. to
2: have added the beers you had with Ryan Crotty just with, a, with another couple of nightcaps. Just, mm. Yeah,
3: just another couple. Just, just telling him how much I love him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone who's not going to be at the World Cup. And John? who knows whether they'll be a rugby player? Dianti. Uh, Diante. Oh yeah,
3: a yeah. Diante, who we had the pleasure the absolute I, pleasure of interviewing. Lovely man, another oh. lovely
2: man. Yeah, I tweeted
1: about this. In terms of young players, I, mean, I can't think of anything more I'd expect from a young player than this guy. I mean, he was a delight to be around. So
2: um,
3: polite, humble, well, humble. So polite. I don't normally like saying the word humble, uh, but he was just he was just such a nice guy. Yeah,
2: not not in a sweep in the dressing room with with no. your misses taking a photo. So you can like, put it on Instagram.
1: He left our interview station. I think we were all pretty much blown away by him because he was brilliant. And it's just a shame, really. It's, that's my biggest takeaway. It is a shame. Ross Tucker um, explained on Twitter you know, some of the processes involved and you know, what an athlete has to do to ensure that they are Hi, taking the I, right I, things. You don't,
2: you don't need to go to him. I could have just said they get asked to and then they piss in a test tube there you go done in terms of (laughs)
1: supplements so I I think I think and you might have to double check this someone dug up one of his supplement sponsors is not a registered supplement supplier for South African yeah so so it could
2: be I mean uh, it's the same Um, it's his regardless his responsibility regardless of how nice he is choices and consequences I do feel
3: so if he has done it deliberately then I'd he deserves as long as banners that they throw at him. If it's accidental, then the problem with the system is the onus is on him. So, th- well, this is the system is right in my mind, but the problem that he's got is the onus is on him to check and double check everything that he puts in his body so that he can then link it back to a specific batch and yes. then that batch would be, be tested for to see if that batch is Surely I mean?
2: he's not doing this himself though. This is what no, I don't no, understand. The, the,
3: there's there's a lot yeah. of they have these guys have a lot of support. So do you think South Africa rugby union, union. union yeah. will be yeah. so they Caribbean they will have, have all of this support. So yeah. if he's put something in his body it's outside of and what they are giving him. Right. You even got to take the risk. Because a lot of Yeah, you've got to write, you have got to have all the batch numbers.
1: A lot of the labs that will supply supplements Will also be dealing with steroids, so cross contamination is not unheard of. So, you'll have a batch number, and then you'll, if you're taking something, record that batch number. And say if it's in the SRU approved list, and I'm not sure what system that they use, but hypothetically, that would probably mean that you'd get off okay, I would imagine, because you've just followed protocol. You know, the SRU have said that's okay, SRU is that Scotland?
3: It, Does, it is, yeah. doesn't Scotland, matter. Scottish right. Rugby Union.
1: South African Rugby Union. I've taken that. You said I could take it. Here's a batch number. Go and test it. You know, he'd probably get off that. But it sounds like he's actually taking something from a sponsor. And again, check this because I don't know. I'm just reading stuff off Twitter. He's taking something from his sponsor, who is a supplement sponsor. And they don't seem to be registered.
2: Anywhere. We've said before about... Um you know, some pre-workout stuff. If he's going and taking hemo rage, rage. <laughs> hemo <laughs> yeah.
3: rage, good stuff, that
0: <laughs> double arm pump. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. a shame. It's a shame.
3: There is a small chance that he will be able to track it down and prove his innocence. It does feel unlikely. It it feels very unlikely.
2: Three year ban though, right?
3: Is, it, is that what it
2: is? Uh, it's, as like a, it's like a one week ban in American sport. For, yeah, for, I prefer for their like human growth hormone so, and <laughs> anabolic steroid. Riddle me this. And
1: this is you know, unpopular things that I that I'm occasionally say, but I'm pretty sure in some special forces, particularly maybe in the American special forces, they are encouraged to have supplements which maybe might not might make them not eligible for the Olympics. That's what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is, but it makes sense because you've got guys who put their body through unbelievable stress and they need to repair.
2: Well, there was, uh, so have you seen the, the Ken Burns documentary on Netflix about Vietnam? Yes, I have. Brilliant. It but is I, amazing. I, I don't know whether I, I'm pretty sure one of the American soldiers said, and again, I may well be remembering this wrong or getting this from somewhere else and cross, so don't take my word for it, but watch the documentary. It's brilliant. It's on Netflix. But he talks about they, they were being given amphetamine day after, yes. day, after yeah. day. Oh, after yeah, day. yeah,
1: that's quite, well, not quite common, but that was common historically. I'm pilots, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I kind of like the American the American combat approach to contact sport, which is, yeah, you know, don't take it. But if you do take it, we'll probably turn a blind eye. Because it's so gruelling. It is so gruelling. And think about the uh, season that um, athletes have, particularly the rugby season. It's so long. I'm a little bit more um, forgiving, should I say, of... Uh, of these sort of, sort of sorts of things, because you do need to, to repay. You
3: so yeah, but I think you would call for something quite different, which is now it, it is totally banned. Um You would have a more open system, wouldn't you? Much more open system. But so I wouldn't align. A, I, could, I can understand the argument for the more open system, but where you have got a ban, you have to enforce that ban. Yeah, so I you, guess, you can't have this kind of halfway yeah. house because
1: oh, completely, completely you, agree completely agree. He's got to be banned. If he's guilty, he's got to be banned. I'm not yeah. asking for any leniency for him. Yeah. But what I'm saying, in a more general point of view, um, I, I, why should rugby follow the WADA code or the Olympic code? I just don't see why they should do it. It's a unique sport, and maybe we should have
2: unique rules. Or, or Putin rules. <laughs> well, you know, makes a good sport.
3: That's a good, um, a good documentary to watch on Netflix. What's it called? I- um, Icarus. Icarus, yeah. That is good. About the... Uh, um, oh, the gymnast, is it no no um a cyclist so an amateur cyclist who enlisted a <coughs> Russian scientist one of the one of the head guys on the Russian doping program to help him to try and get him to um basically win an amateur cycling race by
1: i did not know this is what it was about
3: he did it one year. worth watching he did it one year naturally he did it the second year enhanced um no but, difference but the, I'm well, actually, he got worse over that time. No, but that be- didn't become the story because this—the guy was basically this was when everything was breaking in the—I think it was the Sochi yeah. Olympics—and uh, this guy became like public enemy number one and effectively defected to and released all the information of how uh, oh. Russia was doing it. As part, of, so that became the documentary, not this, not the the cyclist's success, because that. That was like totally well, it didn't happen, but it was totally secondary. It was the release of the Russian doping, scandal. and they just
1: happened to be doing a documentary with him at the time, correct? Oh, time it's, and br- it's really brilliant.
3: worth watching that if you've got any interest in sport or any interest in this kind of stuff. Which, if you're listening to this podcast, you might do.
1: There is an amazing podcast, uh, Joe Rogan one with the guy who basically doped Victor um, Conte. Victor Conte, I
2: love that. That's podcast.
3: years oh, old, but that was yeah, good, I mean, and
2: I'll a recommend a book. Called positive by Werner Ritterer, Werner Ritterer, something like that, and he's an Australian discus thrower. What was originally um, from the Balkan area, I can't remember. Anyway, he he was an Australian and going up to the Sydney, going towards the Sydney Olympics, and all through age grade and stuff, he was the best in the world. And then people started getting better than him with much worse technique as he was Uh a senior. And basically, he used to get tested all the time because they knew he was clean. Yeah, that's what he's what he says. Mm. And then he says, so I'm not w- wanting to. Uh, what's the word? When you uh, uh, def- I don't, don't 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 get guilty of defamation. He says in this book that he was told by the, he was told by the Australian Olympic Committee, "Yeah, we'll sort you out." And you won't get tested.
1: Christ! If I was in charge of, a, of an, an Olympic committee, there'd be all sorts going on. <laughs> there'd be all sorts going <laughs> on. He, he says well, he, he, said 2020. Said he wa- 2020 2020, yeah, there J-B you 2020 go.
2: manifesto <laughs> point two. He said he walked into a, uh, a hotel room in, the, in an athlete's village and just. He, he said he regularly saw big big names just
1: juicy. So let me guess. Right, uh, we've recommended a podcast, a documentary, and a book, and yet none of us are doping. We're missing a trick here, boys.
2: <laughs> we've got some good knowledge. Well, I mean, th- there are guys that go to the gym as well who just think that just... I remember. remember when creatine was just a fashion? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just a, they, but people used to sort of take creatine then just sit and look at their phone in the gym for 20 minutes. <laughs> yep. That's like, all you need to do. All been there. Yeah, all it. been there. <laughs> <laughs> Taking selfies on the squat rack. <laughs> yeah. uh, Basket's kit's beautiful.
1: Oh, yes. Reminds me oh. of year 1999, Blackthorn. Was emblazoned across the chest,
2: and it was they had a yellow change kit. Yeah, uh, Adidas did that kit. Yeah, Canterbury have done this one. This is beautiful. I can't right. So in
1: 1999, yeah, there was internet, but not really internet. I mean, you could order things, but it's not like it was now. And I was in Bath because I was viewing uh, University West of England um, in Bristol, so we stayed in Bath with my parents. And the excitement of the Bath shop, I, I can't tell you. I Just on me. Pulteney Bridge. Yeah, I, I I was not leaving Bath without that top, so I got that top for my 18th birthday.
3: That so they've they've announced two kits. Um, are yellow, which is their away kit, and I. Ah, so was I,
1: the yellow not their home kit for a while? No, I seem to remember them wearing it an awful lot.
3: So I, I love this kit so much. I love the, the three stripes, the blue, white, and black on the mm. arms. I love the, the blue, the royal let's, blue, let's see the blue of one. the. Um, so no, so this okay, is, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the yellow one with the blue shorts, which I just think looks awesome. And then they've announced their European kit, which I think also looks awesome. Which is just black, very very simple black. Again, yep, blue, nice. white, and black on the arms. Ah, oh, it's just a really really classy pair of kits. That
1: remember when they used to play in blue camouflage, blue and pink camouflage. What. Uh, Bath used to have a blue and pink I've, I've blocked that out of my memory No, <laughs> I think it's your, the European kit I remember Duncan Bell wearing it maybe it's was Flats, Bell I'm not sure did Bell play loose or tight?
0: and Mears Mears,
1: Mears definitely was in uh, I was Flats in was kit. loose head yeah Flats was loose head but it was Bell a tight Duncan Bell, Bell, Bell was tight yeah. yeah that would that, have been that'd been, that'd been the front rail and they looked resplendent Hmm.
0: Blue
1: yes so top. well done Canterbury well done yeah
3: Bath. that is a great kit uh, what was the other kit I mentioned? Oh, Saracens um, announced their kit this week as well. <laughs> Who
1: pointed out... Should, can I, should I... Yeah, I'll go for it. Um, why do the women have three stars
2: on their um, on their kit? Well, I'm assuming they just were wearing the... That's a great question, actually. It is a good question. I was it? about to say, I assume they were just wearing the same kit that was used for the, fo- for the photo shoot for the men, but now, then they're probably not.
1: I'm not saying they shouldn't have three stars on their kit, but what if the women then win the equivalent of their European com- competition or their league? Do the men then get an extra start well, on their...
2: Well, this kit? is this is it. It's a diff- this is my... Po- this is exactly... No, they shouldn't have it on their shirt. They shouldn't have them for exactly that reason. It's, it's a different competition. Yeah, well, that, maybe. that's
3: where I... Uh, unless I'm missing something and they've won the, the... European... The women's... Or well, the
2: premiers, they might have won, won the... They there isn't, there yeah, isn't a women's European...
1: Yeah, they might have won... They probably have actually. They're pretty good,
3: but yeah. If if it's because they are now one Saracens club, then where does it stop? Does do the Saracens under 18s do it? Nah, do the, do the two Saracens, teams. Do the Saracens netball team, that's a senior team.
1: Mm, senior rugby teams. Maybe you go down the road of almost having like a miniature honours board on your on your kit. I mean, well, why not? I mean, people put the stars, European stars on it. I'd, I'd definitely put a premiership. If I had a premiership trophy to my team's name, I'd have a, a little premiership tr- uh, trophy here. Then have a little star star above it. So I don't see why not. And then you could have another one for the women's section, or ladies' section, or which is it? I don't women's. care. Women's. Um, yeah, the women's section. I haven't seen a problem with it, but maybe they should just clarify it a bit.
2: Yeah, if those yeah,
3: stars, that, if- I would, I'd like a bit of clarification. Yes,
2: yeah. so I would. If those three stars are on the women's jersey because of the three European Cups which the men's team have won, I, I don't, I don't think it should be on their kit.
1: I bet it's because I actually I, now I am thinking about. It, I bet, I bet it is because ladies have won it at least three.
2: I the I've won the, 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 the what's it yeah. called the thingy Premiership Terrell 15. Terrell fifteens, that's it. Yeah, why do they bother with the
1: 15s? Just call it Terrell. Like we don't call it the. Um, Guinness, the Guinness Fifteens, or well, the Guinness Premiership, or the Gallagher. Is it because
2: 15? there's fifteen clubs and fifteen players? Obviously, is there fifteen? I think it not? is
3: fifteen clubs.
2: Yeah, oh, they are. Then That's so it's like sort of calling it, sport, it the that. Pro Fourteen or there, the Pro Twelve. Well,
3: there you go. Or Super Fifteens.
1: Shows what I know. <laughs> any more? For
2: any more? Um, is there anything else on the list? Oh, just just there was another mention about ref- refereeing. We seem to, unfortunately, we seem to talk about refereeing. More in the build-up to this World Cup than in any previous World Cup, and that that concerns me. That it's going to be an issue, but World Rugby have said that any red—I don't know if it's any red—any high tackle red cards... any
3: red cards must consult the TMO. So, so it's
2: not
1: actually to increase the amount of red cards. It sounds like it's to decrease the amount of red cards. Yeah, or, or so or if the
3: ref before the ref gives a red card, they have to check.
2: It's about to it's it. about increasing the amount of uh, conversations where they say, oh, I, I have seen this. Yes, I I have also seen that.
1: Yeah. Uh, look again, look again. Increasing beer sales, I guess, because you're in the stadium for longer. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it sounds sensible to me.
3: It, yeah, it did sound quite sensible to me, that one. It would it's, be a minor yeah, change. It's fine. I, I'd be amazed if any referees these days were going to give a red card for a high shot. Maybe Maybe there are some total blatant, no arm, straight to the head, high shots. Yeah. I would have thought most referees will just check it just in case anyway. Is it,
2: is it a slight contradiction on previous... Oh, you're saying, oh, it's fine, it seems straightforward. But previously, and I preferred it, when it was, yes, you can check with the TMO, but it's, the referee is is the one he, he takes. But it sort of feels like it's dialing back on that a little bit maybe just a little bit Mm. it
3: depends it'll probably depend how it plays out because if it's what I've I've not liked in the past is where the TMO is. the ref has made his mind up and the TMO is saying "Uh, Gary I think you need to check that again Yeah,
1: no Gary really check it I'm showing you I've got a different angle for you look at that yeah look at that angle check again you can use the TMO positively and negatively in in my view so, a positive use of the TMO is checking before you send a player off. That's fairly sensible. That's, that's sensible, yeah. A negative use would be to check every time a try is scored. But a positive use would be to check if you want to disallow a try. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, your on the field decision is dis- disallowed. Uh, do you know? The best video and um, review system I've seen so far by a country mile is the cricket one. It's such a satisfying process, you know, I know it's a lot easier game to referee or Empire yeah. or Umpire. But it's just so much so much more more satisfying. And also I love the jeopardy that reviews come with.
2: Yeah. As Australia found out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh what a shame.
3: Wasting
1: your reviews. Idiots. Um uh, <laughs> but like that would be so much better to have let's review that please. So we have to have refs with a certain amount of skill. If things go by the by, fine. I like the gamesmanship which you know is involved there. If it's serious foul play that can be reviewed by experts late, uh, later on, um, that would be my preferred way. And then if they want to review, pff, it's over to you, boys.
3: So you, you just mentioned the, the um, serious foul play reviewed by experts later on. Yeah. There's some talk about. Um, Taburn. No, it's Toner. Toner, yeah. The Devin Toner.
2: Dropping the shoulder mm. on the try line. Mm. Yeah. Look-
3: and making contact with the head. Um, it, it's just. It'll be, another, or
2: neck area.
3: it'll be another interesting one to see if it does get cited, because the...
2: Oh, if Ken, he was Ken French, if he was French, it would. Oh, his... That yeah. guy but, is But if, he, if he's Dan Bigger, no. And yeah, if he's... Uh, Ken Owens. Ken Owens nope. no. And no if, chance. And the Irish fella last week, Rob Carney, no. Yeah. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, the French guy <sighs> has had his
1: um, ban rescinded, though, hasn't he? No, it reduced. reduced. Which is...
3: It's, it is an interesting one. He's it had it reduced from... So it was 10 to 6 weeks for pleading guilty and... 10 to 6 weeks. So ridiculous. 10 to 6 weeks initially yeah, yeah. for pleading guilty and um, no track record. And it's gone from 6 to 3 weeks now based on previous So that precedent. it doesn't
2: cost him a place in a World Cup squad, which is probably World Rug... Well, no, actually, I'm, I don't know why. World Rugby have come to that decision, however they've come to yeah. it. But I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I mean, if I was at World Rugby, I would have been looking at Ken Owens and Rob Carney and the other one and Devon Toner, and I would be going, oh, I wouldn't want to cost that fella his World Cup.
1: Do you think, right, that it is more effective to ban players from games or to do what the NFL does, which is take their money away from them? Because I know what I would Not playing a game and getting paid, is far better than playing and not getting paid. paid. Do you remember, I I can't
2: remember (laughs) who it was, I think there there was a footballer who deliberately got himself, but players have spoken about deliberately getting themselves yellow carded so they're suspended during a certain period of time so they can go on holiday or (laughs) stuff like that.
3: (laughs) Like in the Premier League, is it five yellow cards lead to a one-game ban? And then if you get another five or another certain amount more, you get a three-game ban after that.
0: Hmm. Mm.
1: Yeah. That sounds good. I just had a really good thought, but it's escaped me. because uh, <laughs> I've just had a message that a te- an intended break-in at number 10. Never mind. What?
3: We're we're number five, right? We're number five.
2: Yes. Don't
1: worry. We're, uh, we're tooled up.
2: <laughs> Did you get... Because you looked at your watch for that. Do you? Have you are you on some little special... There you go. Special group? No, little... The little um, You've got your notifications yeah, yeah. set up. Little, little, little <laughs> straight from Dominic Cummins. <laughs> straight <laughs> to your phone.
1: What was, what was I going to say then? It was... Absolutely critical. No, it's gone. Never mind. Right, well, that's it.
2: Yeah, see you on the... Right, live podcast. Podcastlive.com. Yes. Come and join us. I'm not sure
1: you can, can you? Yes, you can. I'm pretty sure we're sold out. But if we're not, we're very close. So oh, yeah,
2: you... we are close. Oh, yeah, good point, actually. Listen, if no. you're out loose this end Saturday, the 7th of September, go check. You might po- be able to. Podcastlive.com. Okay. Come and see us at Twickenham. And what should you be wearing at so, Twickenham?
3: I've just tried. There are tickets available. There's actually uh a a good deal on two for seventy quid mm-hmm. it looks like
1: Very nice yeah, uh, and what should you be wearing when you come to said live podcast?
3: you can wear the usual rugby attire, a barber a mm-hmm. tweed jacket nice. we might be wearing some tweed red caps um, and
2: make rugby great again yeah, yeah
3: yeah, uh alternatively, you could go to Akuma shops dot com slash nice. egg chasers and you could buy a lovely merino wool fantastic um egg chasers jersey. You could even get one for your better half.
0: Yes,
1: you could. Um, and both both will have three stars on.
0: <laughs> Men's uh, and women's. You want to make that's a point. good
2: impression at Twickenham. Bearing in mind, it's where you know you want to be a part of the 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 establishment, the quote unquote old farts. Yep. <laughs> so what are you what are you going to wear to make uh, to make a great impression? Oh, that's well, we have to wait and see. Hey,
1: buy your tickets and find out. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Maybe 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 a long red tie, maybe a red tie which is a little bit too long. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Podcast live dot com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Let the boys play. Let the boys play.